Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. Throughout history, there have been some beautiful souls that have lived. But I do think one of the most beautiful that have ever lived is St. Francis of Assisi. I've been a fan of his for many, many years and have studied his life pretty extensively. He was born in the 12th century and lived through the 13th century. He didn't live a long time, but he made a huge impact on history and those who have followed him. Briefly, to describe his life, he was born to a pretty wealthy merchant family, and he went off to war, and then when he came back, he had a conversion. And what this entails is that he renounced his family inheritance and went off to live a life of poverty. He felt a calling to build a new church, but at a deeper level, what he was called to is reform the church from within the Catholic Church, which he did, and his influence continues to this very day. We probably all are familiar with friars, people in habits who walk around and live the life of St. Francis. A beautiful life. There are about four movies out there on St. Francis, but perhaps the most accurate one that is out there is this one called Claire and Francis. It was produced in 2007, and even though no movie is exactly historically accurate, it does give a very good overview of St. Francis. Now in today's episode, I want to talk about one act in St. Francis, which I think is a beautiful act that we can all learn from. During his time, there were people that contracted the disease called leprosy. It's a really horrible disease that disfigures people and ultimately will kill them. And these people, when they got it, were ostracized. They were made to live outside of the community, in their own small communities, and they had to walk around with a bell in order to warn people that they were coming because they were so shunned by society. They were truly treated as outcasts. And the beautiful St. Francis that we know today wasn't immune to this at first. Before he had his conversion, he would tell how if he heard or got sight of or wind of a leopard, he would be disgusted and go the opposite directions because he so much loathed their presence. But then one day, after he had had his transformation, he came across a leopard. And this time, instead of running and hiding and getting away as far as possible, what he did is he went up to the leopard and kissed him. And after he did this, he was transformed and spent the remainder of his life helping, healing, and ministering to the leopards around his community. He found them beautiful, wonderful souls who he loved, not was repulsed by, but now deeply loved and cared for. That is a kiss of St. Francis, which I really think we can learn from. There are deep, deep lessons inside this beautiful kiss. First, let's look at why does it hurt us to have a repulsion towards something, whatever it may be. We may be fearful of cancer. We may be fearful of AIDS. We may be fearful of poverty. We may be repulsed by an ethnicity, certain races we don't like. We may be repulsed by failure. We may hate weakness. We may hate anger. We may hate a certain political campaign or position. We may fear or hate death. 
There are many things in life that we can have a repulsion towards, like leprosy. The problem with this is twofold. One is holding on to hate, holding on to loathing to another human being is not going to instill happiness in us. It's going to instill the opposite of that feeling inside of us. If we know people who are truly prejudiced towards others, we'll never find happiness there. We'll find hate, we'll find anger, but happiness doesn't reside in people who hate something else, who are fearful of something else. That isn't where happiness resides because that hatred, that fear, that loathing doesn't equate with happiness. It's the opposite of that. So anything that we hate, loathe, causes us to suffer. The second thing is, is some of these fears that we have, like in St. Francis' time, leprosy, or perhaps in our time, AIDS, cancer, whatever it may be, even death, is something we may get someday. And then instead of just hating them, we'll hate ourselves. And if we hate ourselves, then we're not going to be happy. As one of the many lessons I teach in this podcast, self-love instills happiness, not self-loathing. So if we want to love ourselves, if we want to be happy, we do need to find self-love. And the way we're going to do that is by not hating other people, hating other things, but embracing them, kissing them, and loving them. This is the quickest way to finding peace in our lives. When we hang on to things, anything, even though we may disagree with it, even though we may think that action is wrong, hatred towards that action is going to cause us unhappiness. It doesn't mean we have to condone the behavior, because there are people that do things that we may really disagree with. And we also may be actively involved in preventing them from hurting others. But we don't have to hate that person. We can dislike or even have loathing towards the behavior, but still love the person. Of course we have prisons, but did you know there are people that go to prisons every day to minister to people there, to help them, to reach out to them, to improve their lives? It's not that they're condoning their behavior, but they are loving the people. And what we'll find is, when we love that which we hate, it is really good for our souls. We then reside in the happiness that we're so looking for. When we hate, I would challenge you to find anyone who hates or despises something else, truly another person, who can be truly happy. Those two just don't go hand in hand. They're opposites. But when we love that, which is hard for us, when we kiss that, which we loathe, we may find a deep transformation occurs in us. A loving of that person, not of the behavior. Francis didn't love the leprosy, but he loved the leopards. And he reached out to them and helped them. We don't have to love the behavior of another person, but we can love that person. And when we do that, our hearts will be transformed to one of love instead of hatred one of acceptance and beauty instead of pain and suffering. Again, it isn't that we support or encourage the negative behavior. St. Francis wasn't saying that leprosy was good. 
But what he was saying is that leopards are beautiful people that have a disease. And I think what can help us too is seeing that which we loathe as a disease. It really isn't the other person's fault. We may differ from that opinion, but I think when we really look back to what causes people to do the things that they do, it is their environment. Maybe it's not a medical environment, but their background, their conditioning that they did. For example, someone who hurts children was almost always hurt as a child. And of course, we don't like it that they're passing that disorder on, but we can still love the person and not love their behavior. When we do that, when we soften our hearts, even people that have hurt us, life just goes better. We will find happiness. Mind you, when they've hurt us, we do need to heal. But after we have healed, then we need to say, can we kiss that person? I remember once years ago traveling in India with a friend and we were on the train and as we were sitting there playing a game on a small table, a group of about 20 university males got on the train from India and basically stood very close and were somewhat harassing us. And I tried to ask them to leave because we were just playing a game, but they just stood there and continued to kind of glower down on us. And I didn't know what to do. But finally, something just hit inside of me. I don't know where it came from. But all of a sudden, I just got up. And the guy was sure I was going to fight him or attack him. And I actually reached over and just hugged him. I hugged him for a while. And then I let him go. And he and everyone was so shocked by what I did. As they slowly just started to leave. Until me and my companion were left alone. Again, I don't know where that inspiration came from. But whenever since that time I apply it to people that are doing things that I'm having a hard time with, I find it makes things go better. Kindness is a real diffusion of aggression and hostility. It doesn't always work, but it always works with me when I can do it. And mind you, I don't always. Sometimes I can still act out in anger. But mostly when I do reach out in love and kindness, I find I feel way better inside and often it even softens the other person so then both of us end up feeling better. I'm sure the leopard who St. Francis kissed and the community of leopards who he ministered to for the rest of his life were greatly, deeply blessed by his love of them. Instead of being repulsed by them, he embraced them and that embrace really did transform his life and had a transformational impact on the leopards living in Assisi during his time. He changed lives by his kiss. And what about us? Who can we kiss in our lives? Who do we need to reach out to and love and embrace and work towards healing our hearts and the hatred we have inside? Well, the first thing we need to do is discover who is ringing the bell in our lives that's causing us loathing? Who are the leopards in our life that are making us run away in disgust? Because this running away is going to sooner or later cause us suffering. It's causing us suffering now because we're hanging on to anger, hate, loathing. And it may backfire on us because someday we may too have the same thing they have. And even if we never do, living with hatred is never good.
We cannot like the behavior like we don't like leprosy, but we can love the leopard, the person who has that disease. And then once we discover who the leopards are in our lives, how do we reach out and love them? How do we find ways to care for them in a loving embrace? Again, let me use another example. I love children. I've worked with children my entire life, my entire career, helping improve their lives. Well, when I'm out and about, whether on vacation or at the grocery store or the mall, wherever I'll be, over the years, of course, like you, I run across parents who are, I would describe being very cruel towards their kids. I mean, I understand they're being that way in public because they're frustrated, they're angry, they're having challenging lives. But it brought in me, when I saw it, a lot of anger. And I didn't like that anger I was feeling toward those parents. So I said, what can I do? And here's the solution I've come up with that I've used for years. And mostly it works pretty well. I carry with me wherever I go these little toys, these little gadgets that are very interesting. And whenever I see a parent yelling or screaming at a kid, I go up to the kid and I show them my toy. Because what that does, it makes them interested in what I have. They're usually very upset, the child crying. And it just helps distract them from what the parent's doing. And the parent can then see that someone else is helping their child and reaching out to them. And they calm down. I don't say anything to the parent because I don't want to attack the parent. I just want to love their child. And in loving and playing with their child, I so often see the parent soften. I may talk to them. I say, yeah, it can be pretty hard. For example, when we're out and about on vacation, spending all this money and our kids act this way. And so I just let the child play with this toy. And they usually calm down almost immediately. And everyone's distracted from the anger. So instead of being angry at the parent for hurting their child in public, I found a way to both love the child and the parent. I don't attack the parent for behaving that way. I know they're frustrated, they're exhausted, they're tired, but I don't like their behavior. But instead of judging their behavior or judging me, I just try to heal the problem. Like St. Francis kissing and then with time washing the wounds of the leopards and spending his life ministering to them. Perhaps we know someone who has done us great harm who is now in prison. Maybe, just maybe, we can go visit someone like them, or maybe even them. There's so many things we can do. Again, another example would be, perhaps we hold a political stance, and we know someone who holds it exactly opposite of us. Can we love them still? even though their point of view is so diametrically opposed to ours, or someone of opposite religious faith. Maybe we don't agree with their faith. Maybe we find it disgusting. But can we still love the person? Stand up for our rights, but still love the person and love ourselves? I think we can. And I think we'll find it often much easier to see transformation occur when we love the person. Maybe not agree with their behavior, but love the person. The most beautiful things can come from us kissing the leopard. Thank you for joining me on the Happiness Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the world of happiness, please go to www. 
www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. If you are finding these podcasts helpful, I'd love a review from you. They're really helpful to other people who are listening to this podcast or trying to find a podcast to listen to. Go to the website, happinesspodcast.org. And in the left-hand column, you'll see an icon with a Yelp on it, Y-E-L-P, and a G+, which stands for Google+. If you click on them, they'll take you to a place where you can leave a review. Until next time, accept what is, love what is. While some of us may believe that there is nothing about ourselves that needs changing, once we face the reality that improvements can always be made, we furthermore accept the fact that we must alter the way we think and function in order to better ourselves. Dr. Robert Puff is here to help individuals around the world come to this realization through his compelling podcast, interactive workshops, and group meetings. Companies around the world are struggling. Employees don't want to put in the effort to work and just don't have the motivation to get through a workday. These companies are losing precious time and valuable profit. Without dedicated employees, how is anything supposed to get done? On the other hand, not all companies are like this. Some are already amazing and are practically seamless but they also have the enlightenment to realize that they can always improve and never want to stop getting better at what they do. Likewise, if your company is anything like either of these two types of companies, there is always a way to refine employee behavior and work ethic, while in the meantime, promoting happiness and mental health. Along with the help of Dr. Robert Puff's three-hour workshops, your company can become a thriving work environment with smiles that are laid upon each and every glimmering face of the workforce. In these face-to-face -face meetings, Dr. Robert Puff will help transform the negative energy in your workplace into a building that gets things done. Break free from the bonds of antagonism and allow your workplace to feel the sweet feeling of liberation by visiting www.successbeyondyourimagination.com to embark on a journey of employee eagerness today. With Dr. Robert Puff, there's nothing to expect but positive vibes.